0: This was a completely different brand of humor for me, that what could be worse than being thrown in the space. Hello, everyone, and welcome
1: to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shnaz Ahmed, and today is Book Club. Please remember, we do discuss the whole book, which may involve spoilers. Before I bring up our conversation, I wanted to say that your support of my podcast means a lot to me. The easiest way is to buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash LLTB podcast. Every coffee you buy me helps keep me alert and this podcast going. I'll add the link in the show notes and I thank you. One more thing. I want to talk a bit about a great audiobook app. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Choose from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, you know the name, but you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of this podcast can get two books for the price of one. Go to libro.fm, that is L I B R O.fm, and enter code L L T B podcast. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'll add the link in the show notes. Welcome everyone to Book Club. Today we're doing The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. And uh first thoughts. I I just thought it was quirky, quizzical, fun. I don't know. I just it was just a hoot and a half. I was laughing the whole time. I loved it.
2: First, my first thought. Shana? For me, I'm not a big sci-fi fan, fantasy fan. So some of the things went over my head, you know, because there were some things which I'm like, what is that? There was some physics. There was some, you know, angles and degrees and all that. For me, that goes way over my head. But I liked the narrator because I did the audible. I liked the narrator because it's was something I could relate to. When he said, in sort of Z, he said Z, I'm like, good. Yes, that is what I learned, you know. So, yeah, I, I love the narrator. The book for me is, you know, it was a little way over my league because I'm not a big sci-fi fan. You know, the Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever, all that. So for me, you know, hmm, it was okay. Yeah, some things were, you know, some lines were funny, but then I was like, I didn't get some things, you know, it went way over my head. So, yeah, for me, it was a book I would not do it again. Maybe all these sci-fi books I will not do again. (laughs) I will not even touch those. (laughs) Sophia? So, this
0: book, uh, my son recommended this book to me last year, and he is a fan of sci-fi, and he also has a dry wit. So... I think this book combines both of them. So he was like, mom, you really have to read it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And then he got it for, from the library for me. And I never got to it because I, to me, unless I have, that's why I do book clubs, because I think they kind of force me to read books uh, because otherwise the books just keep lying on my nightstand and they are just stacked there. And I'm like, one day I'm going to get to them. So, So for one year, I treated this book like this, that one day I'm going to get to it. And I never actually got to it. So when you uh, picked it for the book club, I thought that, okay, this is my chance to read it and impress my son. So I (laughs) did read it. And I think that sci-fi comedy is um, not a very new or innovative kind of genre for me. So uh, usually we associate sci-fi with stuff which is too high tech or too futuristic or uh, usually, things that have to do with doomsday and disaster and and that element was there in in this book also but it was treated even the entire destruction of earth was treated with a, with a light-hearted tone and uh, no one felt bad for earth. <laughs> okay you got destroyed i know it was like they were building a overpass or whatever
2: you know it was just it was it was perfect it was so good Yeah, I can relate that, you know, building overpasses because whenever they are building, even in Earth, whenever they want to build an overpass or they want to build a new highway, they have to destroy some of the, you know, uh, homes and houses and villages and towns and all that. So, yes. So they wanted to build a cosmic bypass. So Earth was destroyed because it was right smack in the middle of the bypass, (laughs) you know, that I could relate that, you know, but um, but as Sovio said, you know, just like that, Earth was decimated. I'm like, really? <laughs>
0: so yeah. So um, I think there was obviously elements of social commentary sprinkled throughout in the book. So you will, you can, uh, you can see, draw uh, parallels and draw analogies that, yeah, he is making some kind of comment on how people um. Uh, yeah, how, how our societies are structured and th- the way things are happening. Just like destroying homes, we destroy habitats. Animals are lose their homes, if not people, even people lose their homes. So they're all part of this collateral damage and that's how Earth was destroyed. So I really like the wit of the book. I think some some of the sections were super funny uh, and I enjoyed his, his uh, brand of humor, which is very different. Um, I love humor, and I uh, especially read a lot of Urdu books, which have to do with humor. But uh, this was a completely different brand of humor for me. So uh, this was different. So from that point of view, some of the lines were really, really witty and funny, especially the lines that dealt with the captain reading the poetry. I really love them because <laughs> I thought they were it's very funny that what could be worse than being thrown in the space and just dying instantly? Then captain reading the poetry is worst and I was like yeah I have read some I heard some poets which you would rather commit suicide <laughs> so very dif- different humor very different and he definitely says all these lines with uh, a poker face so he mm-hmm. as if he's not creating humor but he is just saying them <laughs> so the characters are not supposed to be funny but they're still funny so everyone is funny in the book so yeah, from that point of view, I like the book. As far as the plot and the storyline goes, the, the thing with sci-fi is that it can just go in any direction. It's basically wherever your imagination can lead uh, you. So the sky's the limit. So yeah, they landed on a planet, which was, so they went to the core of it. Now some uh, different minions could have come out of it. Something could have, I mean, anything could have happened. So in in uh, in sci-fi, nothing is improbable. Nothing is out of question. Nothing has to make sense. There doesn't have to be a logic or anything. You don't have to justify any any kind of plot development. So from that point of view, the book just kept going in different directions and fine, everything goes.
1: It was an improbable probability <laughs> is the sci-fi. Im- highly improbable probability. You yeah. know, for me, Shana's when you said, oh, it was just too, too much physics and too much angles. And granted, you know, I probably, my brain probably just skipped through it. I think they were there just to kind of, it's like wallpaper. They're just there to give you, okay, this is what this book is. It's just kind of like decoration, but that's not the most important part of the book. The most important part of the book is, I i agree, social commentary. Absolute, absolute satire, social commentary. Like I just, you know, just the overpass alone. When you start off with an overpass, it's hilarious. What about that the depressed machine? Oh, I love Marvin. Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, yeah. Marvin. <laughs> you know, it's just. I mean, how can
2: you not love Marvin? Right. I love Marvin. Shana's the world yes. has so much of depression. You want another depressed, depressive just, character? Thank it you was very much. So comical, though it was. But I. That but you know it. what.
1: You know what What might be interesting is if someone really had depression, they may look at this book and they may be like, this is not funny at all. I cannot believe this author is making light out of something so serious. It's, I can see both sides of it, but I just can't help it. I
2: loved him. It was just like, oh my gosh. But this was written like, what, 1970s? That came out in the radio. So, you know, that time it was not that pronounced, right? Every Nowadays, every small thing people have to think twice before they even speak or write about it because there's somebody who's going to get hurt. So you have to think so many times or you have so many disclaimers, right? This was written a long time ago when people took everything in their stride. And even that time, depression was not known that much also, you know, how bad it can be. So I think, you know, that that character was funny, I give that. Imagine a robo, you know, being so depressed. Oh my God, a humanoid, I would say. Not even a robo, a humanoid. That was hilarious, yeah. I give, there are so many things that a little bit here and there, but overall I thought it was a little too much for me. But does this have a little undertone with this? Another book called Captain Underpants, or maybe Underpants was taken from this. It's also, again, a children's uh, you know, series. I am, if there is a Captain
1: Underpants, I mean, I know that I am willing to bet money that it took from here because this is mm-hmm. the earlier Origin. one mm-hmm.
2: and uh, the late, you know, it should have been that. Because the uh, because, uh, cover page, uh, when you look at Captain Underpants series, the cover pages, I thought there was some similarity. So for me, I don't know because my son was reading it long time ago, long, long time ago. So for me, it was like, you know, oh, I've seen this kind of cover somewhere before. And then it stuck me, oh, there's Captain Underpants books. Right. And then something similar. And, you know, it's again, you have a couple of kids who get into, you know, trouble in school, thinking about all this, you know. So yeah, maybe. But I think so somewhere there they have a little bit of the sci-fi thing also. So as you said, it was written later. So I just think any book, any
1: book we've read, whether it's historic fiction, whether it's sci-fi, whatever genre it is, ultimately it is human beings. There's a human emotion to it human satire human structure to it so we can relate to it whether marvin is a robot or not we relate to the heart and the human element of it so that's why you know shauna's like i don't mind sci-fi because ultimately you have to bring those elements in it even fantasy everything you look at harry potter you know you have romance in it you have good versus evil you have you know the family, you have, you know, your parents and your relationships. Oh, you know, yeah, there's wizards and all that. But ultimately, when you look at the heart, you know, there's a heart. And that's why I really love that this book had a heart. But it was just kind of it was very gentle. You're just laughing through this absurd book, you know, like for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, what the heck is going on? Because going from one, you know, surviving by how many seconds by one second or a half a second from one, you know, from one hatch to another, right? Like, oh, by the oh my gosh, we're going to die. 30 seconds, we're going to die. But in that one second, we survived. Somebody pulls them in. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying it's just, but for me, I love the book. I just think, it's great. I love the change. Like Arthur Dent, right? He starts off being this, no, I'm not going to leave my house. And I'm going to sit here. And it was hilarious. That negotiation. No, you're not going to destroy my house. I'm going to sit here. You can't build a highway through my house. And then Ford comes in and says, no, let's just go for coffee. You know, you're not going to go anywhere. And it's just like, it's, I I just loved it. I loved it. I loved uh, my two favorite parts were, you know, what is it? The secret to the universe, the everything, the whole secret to the universe is 42. 42, right? I was just like. What's the question?
2: No one knows the question.
1: But it was more like, do you know, are you ready? Are you sure? The way the author prepped us for it, you're like, okay, I'm ready. Okay, what is it? It's like, it's 42. I'm
2: like, what the heck is that? It was, it's so ridiculous. It's brilliant. And then somebody comes with a, you know, so what is the question now? Then finally they say seven into six. That is too easy. You know, uh, that was, yeah. Why do they have an answer, but they don't have a question. Somebody forgot the question, but they just came with an answer. But that's exactly, it's just so beautiful
1: and brilliant. I I don't even know. Does this book have a theme? Does this book have a theme? Like, is
2: it trying to teach us anything other than the satire of, our humanness. As, I don't think, I don't know. Maybe as Sophia said, anything can happen in the sci-fi world.
1: You know? Yeah, but I really think there is a message. There has to be. Books have a message. What is the message
2: here? Uh, for me, I, I was so, what to say? Maybe I was a little biased too because I'm not a big sci-fi fan. So I just started listening to it with a little bit of, what to say? Okay, it's the book club book. Let me do it. So, maybe, you know, for me, and then for me, yeah, the thing is, you know, at the end of it, it was a feel good that I will give because everything went on well. Everybody was, you know, we think they're going to die. And then everybody was alive. And then they all go to the restaurant. And then the next book starts, of course, you know, uh, preview to the next book. So, in the end, what happens is, I was thinking, yes, when you think you're done you can still keep going on because of some act of, I would say act of God, but then here they again, you know, in this, uh, uh, what to say, they question whether there's really a God. So that is one question here. But for me, I would say it was act of God or a a higher authority, whatever they take it as. So never give up. That's what I think. Because every time, you know, uh, Arthur Denton Ford, they were they were thinking, okay, we are going to die, as you said. You know, another hatch opens and they are pulled in. And then again they go to Margarita, Tia, whatever that planet is. Again, they think they're going to die, but then again, they are saved by another person and they keep going. So yes, I think don't give up. That's my thing. What, That's what, what I you, think this book what is think trying to
0: tell. Is this book about Sophia? So I will first talk about, I'll just, uh, I didn't want to interrupt Shanaz. I will finish that thing with Marvin because Marvin, I really liked. So yeah, about the depression part of Marvin. So there are other characters also in uh, what we call pop culture. For example, Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh books. Eeyore is always sulking. Eeyore is always depressed. No one objects. That's Eeyore, right? So no one thinks that they are making light of depression by making a donkey depressed. So if a donkey can be depressed, a robot can be depressed too. Why not? In fact, I mean, maybe an animal, because animals do have feelings, but robots supposedly don't. So a depressed robot is more funny. (laughs) So I think it has that element. And obviously other characters also, like my most favorite character ever is is Dory from Finding Nemo. So she has short-term memory loss. So she doesn't remember things but she's such a likable character. <laughs> you just, you. I, I mean, I love Dory. I, I, I always think I'm, there's a little Dory in me. So, um, so yeah, that, uh, so depressed robot, I think is, uh, is okay. It's not objectionable. And the book has survived so many years. It was written in 1979. And now we are in 2023. And uh, there are so many adaptations, stage plays, radio programs, video games, comic books, every, so the book has become a phenomena. So it's, it's, uh, I I don't think there's any ob- objectionable material here because everything is fantasy and everything is make believe. So since it's all uh, your imagination, it it could it could be as wild as you can make it. So I didn't take the book seriously at all. I don't think there was much messages many messages here. Um, uh, I just thought that uh, the book was a light hearted read with really funny one liners and those people just over the period of time they love them so much that they become part of our lives for example the fish that used to translate he he called it Babel fish now the most common app that translates is called Babel, so they named it after that fish <laughs> so they just people have picked things from this book and they have become part of our of our lives of products and everything because it's, it's this book is so likable People who like this book, they have a little bit of a nerdy, nerdy streak to them. So it, it is, it is kind of like a nerd sort of thing. That Dana's, I guess you're not a nerd because I love the. I was like, it is just
1: so. It was just so nerdy. Like I yeah. love that nerdiness to the book. It, yeah, it
2: just. It but I envy the author for his wonderful imagination because I cannot imagine after a certain thing. I I had to, really, you know. Crush my brain cells to imagine what the author was, you know, thinking when he wrote the book. So, yeah, I envy the author for that, you know, beautiful imagination, even though it is a 1970s book, you know, I mean, radio show still. Wow. What a lot of imagination. Right. I,
1: I cannot believe it's seventies. It's late seventies. It's after I was born. It's to me, seventies is a new book. I mean, to me, seventies is still a new book. Like, if it was written maybe in the forties or fifties, but seventies, and it's already a classic. Wow, mm-hmm. wow! It's a it's an icon in pop culture. Like, wow! So so so. I just think it was just so creative and so brilliant. Like you said, you invade the author's you know brain, the the storytelling. Like it's just like wow. I I'm just like. I personally think there are themes in it, very subtle, just kind of just, I'm just going to subtly throw this in there. Subtle commentaries sprinkled with just laughing like crazy is what I think is makes the book, gives the book its worth. It's not just a comedy. It's not just that. It's not just sci fi comedy. It is, it does have meat to it, I think, because it really, you know, you're like, what is, what is life? What is, what is the meaning of all of this? And, you know, we're always like, what, what is, why are we living? And then it's like, this book's just like, ah, oh, 42. There you go. I'm like, okay, I got it. 42. I got it. I got it. It's like, it's like you got it. Shauna's like, look at her, your face is just like, what? But that's. what is
2: 42. That's my question.
1: That's yeah, that's it's that is the point there is no answer and
2: that is the point that that is the beauty of it what to do is the answer so what is the question that's my question
1: it doesn't matter they're still
2: formulating it it doesn't matter what the questions are it doesn't matter it. what the answers are that's the beauty of it maybe in his later books he would have said about the question because I think the computer whatever that computer was, it was saying, remember, I, I, uh, there'll be another computer to which I have no, you know, I'm not that good enough to even comment to commentate on that computer, which is going to come in the future. That is going to give you the question for this answer. Remember, that's what the last few pages, I think, was it was saying. So it came with an answer, but it didn't give a question saying that the next computer, which is going to be a super, super computer, will you know, and for that, they needed Earth. So, it, what does it say? Human beings are, Earth people are way above. That's what I think. They have too much of brain. Only sometimes they don't put it to good use. That's the only problem. Well, that's a whole different topic there. But, uh,
0: <laughs> Sophia, do you think there were themes in here or you're like? There were definitely themes. I think there were definitely messages also. First of all, the, the main motto which they kept promoting was don't panic. So no matter what is happening, your planet is destroyed, you're dying, you're thrown out in from a hutch, you just don't panic. I don't know, some of you um, who know Pakistani politics, they, our ex-president, uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan, he used to, it was his uh, catchphrase, The it was his slogan for his political campaign, it was uh, Ghabraana Nahi Hai. So that that basically means don't panic. (laughs) So I don't know whether he he took it from here or not. But at that time, he ran his entire campaign on this one catchphrase. Uh, Because people are always, always worried. There's, There's always things that keep them worried. And people like me who are so anxious, so... So this don't panic. Okay, the earth is going to destroy in 10 minutes, but don't panic. <laughs> so it's like, whatever is there, go take it head on with a smile <laughs> and uh, just enjoy the ride wherever it takes you. So, um, and accept all the absurd uh, absurdities that are around you in the universe. Don't look for order and justice, there may be none. <laughs> so the president of the galaxy he is that guy's effort and he has stolen the heart of gold and he's not a great character. He is he has his own issues. so don't expect the, and how he became president. So that's all po- political commentary on governments that how he became president, how the first thing he did at his inauguration ceremony was to steal something <laughs> when the day when it was being launched or something that day so yeah it's basically that's it there are political messages there are messages about surviving about just not panicking
2: so when you're you're the president you can read any poem and people have to listen to it people have to listen to it and (laughs) those poems will be will be
0: horrendous a
2: horrible poem
0: and packing
1: you've got to have a towel oh yeah yeah, the towel. <laughs> if you don't pack a towel, you you can't have an intergalactic space trip without a towel, because it's very multifunctional.
2: It's the just, number of uses. The number of uses they said was like, oh yeah, and the list can go on. But that's why this book. I don't. I'm just amazed that you didn't like the
1: book, Shauna. I'm just kind of. I'm blown away that you didn't like the book. Uh, you were know, talking a...
2: about it. You seem to enjoy it, but you you're like I didn't like it. No, I, for me it was some things I didn't get. So yes, all this comedy things, yes, it was good. But if you say as a whole the book, mm, I'm partial to it. I, I if you ask me to read another book, I don't think I will read. That's a problem. Very sorry about it. But that's my take on it. I would prefer to read something where it is my league. This one is something above for me, Shanna. So, I mean, I love his imagination, but Harry Potter is a different type of imagination. You know, that's what I love those series. But this one is, this. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The sci-fi thing, I'm not a big fan of it. So maybe that's why. So no physics I'm and angles glad,
0: for you. I I'm glad because I think as a teacher I should read things that are very popular in pop culture. So because so whenever someone made a reference to thanks to all the fish and all those kind of things or Babel Fish or Marwin or um any of those what's the question or forty two is the answer so you know what they are talking about because this thing is like so big in in pop culture it has really really a phenomena so it's it's good to spend a couple of days two three days it was a light read it was not a very heavy read it was not even a very thick book so yeah i just finished it in 3 days i started reading it over the weekend and i finished it last night
2: so yeah, I, it was only like four or five hours of even the five hours i think for, i didn't uh, the
0: whole thing i didn't read the all the although on kindle i have all uh, his books four five six the restaurant at the end of the world and the life and the universe and all uh, the other um, books but i i don't know if i'm going to read all of them. <laughs> but maybe one day <laughs> uh but yeah. yeah it's a short
2: book also right
0: because it is, it a, it is, four it or is five a
2: short, hours it is a short book mm-hmm. yeah. it is a short book so um, after after reading for what 20 hours after listening for 20 hours, this was like a breeze. Yeah,
1: we, we wanted a chill book, right, Sophia? We wanted a chill book, something not heavy. And that's what this book was.
0: Yeah, so was. that I give.
1: Yeah, they give, give us a, a palate cleanser. That's what like the books are called. Like when you do a book in between, it's called a palate cleanser. So we wanted a palate cleanser book. And I think mm-hmm. that's what this book was. Absolutely. Anything about this book that we haven't discussed really or you want to talk about any characters, any, you know, any scenes?
2: The when he says, says you know, the highest uh, the the beings, it's the first the mice and then the humans. I'm like, really? You know, what imagination was that? You bring the mice as the top, right? Uh, that one was like, you know, when uh, Trillian loses both her ma- mice and then she finds them to be like, you know, the ones uh, ruling the new planet, Mar- Margaritia, whatever that planet was, right? I'm yeah. like, whoa, mice, I better be careful with them. You know, next time I see one, I have to really respect them. I think you know? it's, I think it was a great satire on how... <laughs>
1: you know mice running on the wheel and we're doing research on the mice but who's doing research on who it was just I just I was like I would have never in a million years considered the mice on the wheel researching us or like being on the top You're like but it was just everything was topsy-turvy and that's made it brilliant I think
0: yeah and since the author is an atheist so there was the, that uh Tone of atheism throughout the book. So he said that God refused to prove that he exists.
2: So maybe he is, maybe he is not. I don't know for sure because sometimes you know you could write an atheist book even if you are a believer. I think. No,
0: but his, uh, um, if you read about his biography and if you read his credentials, oh, okay. it says that he was uh, an atheist. So so you can see those uh, those tones in this book.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a place where he says something about God too, right? He I think a human being or somebody asked him a question and then he didn't know the answer or something, and so he just disappeared.
0: Yeah, he disappeared in a puff of logic. <laughs> yeah.
2: so a puff of logic.
0: He kept mocking <laughs>
2: God, if you think about it. <laughs> there so I, I'm surprised to people with who who are believers whether they will like the book or not. I don't know. They will take it with a grain of salt. Like people like me, I'm a No, like no, no, no. People take who it. take it with a grain of salt, they will take it. But there are some who can be like, you know, wow.
1: I just, you know, I just think it's even when you're a believer, you always have like, you know, you're always processing the world. There's always, I don't know about you guys, but there's always that element of why. What about you're as a human being, even as a believer. And I just think atheists just speaking out the very logic of it, the puff of logic, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's a different perspective. It's, a, it's totally okay. And I, you know, um, I can see like heavy Christians or someone being like, I cannot believe this. So you're going to go to hell, you're going to burn in fire. And, burn. you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I just like to have a good laugh. It's fine. We all laugh. It's okay. I love humor and uh, I love sarcasm. I love satire. And so that's why, I mean, this book was like, you know, it was just, it was just fun. I I really, I enjoyed it. That That's what I will say. And that's kind of what it is for me.
2: There is, there is something, you know, I think, I don't know if it is a saying or it's a, something I've just heard sometime, long time back. Even believers, they will think about God only during certain times of the day. But atheists always think about God so that they can, you know, they want to talk against, though so they'll keep thinking how to, you know, contradict the believers. So they believe in God. It Ultimately, it will be like they are thinking more. They are not believing. They're thinking more about, you know, God rather than the believers who think a few times a day. You think, but not all the time. You know, sometimes you're thinking of other things, but atheists are always thinking so how they can contradict the believers. So when atheists say, yes, we don't believe, I think they're the ones who think more. Somewhere somebody told me that. I'm like, long time ago. I'm like, could be if you think, you know? I think there's always like atheists
1: are like, it's like burden of proof, right? Mm. That That's what it is it's atheists love that whole burden of proof thing like wait i need the proof and you know you have we don't need the proof so we're okay but atheists need the proof so they're always looking for that it's the burden of proof story so they're thinking
0: more. more so um anything else there's, there's just a lot of mockery going on in the book. Philosophers are mocked. Poets are mocked. Politicians are mocked. God is mocked. I mean, you know, I'm a poet, so but
1: I'm just going to keep my opinions about that to myself. But I do understand how people don't get poetry as much as, you know, like poets do. I'm like lately been obsessed with poetry, like obsessed. Like I've read like three three or four poetry books last month and I have another book of poetry and I'm just like, I'm losing my mind with poetry. I'm just like, wow. But I also was the person before going who reads this stuff doesn't make any sense. And now it like totally like blows my mind and it makes sense. And I write it and it's just like, wow, I get it. But, um, but I think it's good. I mean, why take life so seriously? Let's mock everything and just be happy
2: the poetry was Zephyr wrote you think that's a good one i mean well, no i, I mean like, no what? not that but i'm just saying it's mocking
1: it, that's it, what yeah it, <laughs> it's supposed to be you know kind of mocking yeah you know what's funny is um there's uh a book which you guys haven't read uh i know Aaron has it's um this author, he's an independent author and me and Aaron got introduced to him because because of the podcast and everything, right? And in his book, it's a fantasy book. And in his book, there's one character that kills another character by boredom, by just reading this horrible, horrible, like you have to sit there, like tortures the characters by reading his poetry and his work. And when I read this, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I'm like, now I know where you got that idea from, you know, like it's like when I first I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And now I'm like, got it, got it. Now I get it. Like, but we all are influenced by different things, you know,
2: so. It doesn't mean that you have to take the whole team, Shana, as you know, you can just take a small bit and build your own from that itty thing, right? Right. But yeah, what do you think about the title? I love there- the. If
0: I have this title. This is the title. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No? You don't like it? No. the uh, Oh, yeah. Cover. Okay. Title. Yeah. Yeah. No. Title is very creative. Yeah. It's uh, very... Uh, it immediately pulls you in. Uh, so what is your rating <laughs> on the title? I, 42. 42 is your rating on the title.
1: Okay. Got case. it. Okay. Got it. I <laughs> love that. I love that. Okay. Okay. Shanas, what's I've... your rating on the title?
2: I think the uh, title is good because it at once takes you, okay, they're going through the galaxy, something is happening. So then you read the book, right? So, yes, the title is good, especially with the tal. I need to get a tal and keep a tal handy wherever I go now because you never know when it's going to come handy. And uh, so I would give a 42 a six Sophia, four plus two. So it's yeah. more than a five, right? So, me, yeah, I think the uh, thing is five. Five. Oh, five it, out of five. Okay,
1: for okay title. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah, because um, I cannot say forty-two. Me, right, then you say seven into six. Well, me, the title is an indeterminate number. How's that? Whatever that is, there Improbable you go.
2: Improbable probability.
1: It's an improbably probable number. Is my rating on the title? Uh, the book itself is that's my rating on the book. The cover, I know there's so many iterations of the cover, so we really cannot uh i've seen
2: the cover you have mine yes. of sophia's uh not what sophia has mine is this one mine the is audible gives that cover mine's what the Chan's full has. one hmm. yeah that's a cover i i have it but it's the full book it's everything no, because the audible even that small i mean that was part that's what it gave so yeah, maybe that's this a, is like a you know cover they really i don't gave. know if you
1: can see it's silver the edges yeah yeah Yeah, it's like really like it's like a huh sci-fi element to it (laughs) yeah it's very like it's a collector's edition kind of thing so yeah you know but but i you know i'm totally like i will totally read this book again all of it Mm -hmm. for me it's like you know i just i was really glad that i picked this book i didn't know what i was picking i i asked brad's a sci-fi person i said pick me a comedy. Let's just do sci-fi. And he said, you need to do Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I said, okay. And that's what happened. So what is your final rating on the book,
2: Shana's? For me, because it was way over my head at places. But yes, the comedy was good. So I would go with a four. Four is Three not bad. Right to a four. Because yes, the comedy was good. The characters were good. I give all that. But for me, as I was re- uh, listening, some places I was like lost, totally lost. I said, "Okay, I can't skip this also because I don't know what I'm going to miss in between." So I had to keep listening. Maybe I don't know if I read the book, maybe I would like it because for me I like reading rather than listening. But listening has become what I say more uh, uh, convenient, right? Because you can do so many I know. things as you're l- listening to it. So for me, you know, yeah, I'm l- getting used to it. So. That's why maybe, you know, I don't know. Let me see if I can get a book. I mean, the paper version, but I don't know if I want to read the part two, part three. Okay. So for this book, I would give a high threes to nearly, nearly a four.
0: Okay. And Sophia, are you a 42 too? Or? My rating is same as yours then determinate. So it's zero over zero. Okay. Got it. Oh,
2: no. It's,
0: zero over zero it's, We've got great ratings this time.
1: And uh, so thank you for coming. I think it was, a, it was an all right book club. We made it. We made it. We made it. And that's it for this book club session. I am working on editing the other episodes of this year. I know the year's coming to a close. Uh, what do we have, 10 more days or something like that? No worries. I'm working on it. The good news is that I feel more bookish. I feel like I'm back into the book zone. I feel like I'm back into the podcast zone. And I'm quite confident about it. I'll tell you why. I've been posting on Instagram regularly on the Living a Life Through Books account And I've been interacting with more bookish folks, friends of mine that I haven't really interacted with much in two years. And uh, let's just say I'm really getting back in it and I feel like I have a second wind coming up. I'm thinking of all these episodes coming up. I'm thinking of end of year, but more importantly, just bookish episodes, different topics about books like I used to. And it's all coming back to me. I feel the energy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. That's really all I have for this episode. Before I go, if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shanaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shanazahmed.com. That is S H A H N A Z A H M E D.com the opening and closing music to listen all my previous episodes was composed by my husband Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.